It's time for Speaking of Speaking, quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. Welcome to another edition of Speaking of Speaking. It's the podcast where we help you become a better speaker, a better presenter. We give you tips. We give you things about communication in general, too. We've been blessed with some many, many guests who have shared their insights, not only about speaking, but communication in general and other tools that can help enhance your speaking, your business, whatever it is that you need that to do. So today is no different. Our guest today is Catherine O'Leary. She is an economist, entrepreneur, and investor who is passionate about helping businesses grow. She's also the quiz queen. We'll be talking to her today about quizzes, always asking the best questions to attract the best clients for herself and for her clients as well. So Catherine has achieved success spending the last 25 years perfecting her marketing research and consumer insights expertise in the corporate world. Now she is most motivated by helping others apply innovative marketing strategies that make it easier for your ideal clients to find you. Who doesn't want their ideal clients to find themselves, right? That's exactly what you want, especially if you're an entrepreneur, speaker, a podcaster, author, or coach. So Catherine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Carl. Thank you for having me on. I've been looking forward to this. Oh, thank you for being here. 25 years. You must have learned a lot in 25 years, I'm sure. I learned to ask a question or two. So basically what I was doing with corporate was I would create questions and questionnaires to talk to consumers with and then take that information and translate back into corporates being you know, product development, marketing campaigns or sales campaigns. So I moved around from telecom to technology to financial services I've worked with Apple, I've worked with Pepsi, I've worked with Jim Beam Bourbon, but always in that market research and consumer insights, which is, again, glorified translator of what consumers want into what products you should be producing or talking about. I'm glad you mentioned, too, in your bio here that you've worked with or you're very well aware that entrepreneurs, speakers, podcasters authors, coaches, not only do they want clients to find them, but they have to know what questions or how to phrase the questions correctly to attract the best clients. Because let's face it, we also work in a very digital world today. We've been here for a while, but we've also been pushed into the digital world in the last couple of years. This is being recorded, by the way, in October of 2022. And there's a lot of online question forums. So we're constantly engaging our audiences with even polls on you know various social media sites. So what are some of the things that we need to consider when we're looking at even thinking about what questions to ask? What are some things we need to be asking ourselves? It's a great question. So it's one of the things I want to impart is don't ask questions for the sake of asking questions. Mm. Make sure you have an intention behind it. So if you're doing a poll, that's awesome. Polls are fantastic for check-ins or, you know, just to start, a, you know, a quick conversation or, you know, like, are you coffee or tea? Are you dog or cat? You know, those kinds of things. But with an intention behind it, what are you going to use that information for? Don't collect information for the sake of doing it. Make sure that you're using it. So in a couple of days or maybe a couple of posts later, say, okay, you know, all y'all 
are, you know, cat people or, you know, everyone here is a coffee drinker and then tie that into whatever your content is and whatever you're talking about. So again, it's not just throwing up questions for the sake of it. It's to start a conversation that shows off you're the expert because that's what you really want to do. So whether it's a poll, like a check-in or an assessment, which is more of a survey, it's more of a Mm. poll that the consumer doesn't get really anything out of or a quiz, which is more of a conversation. You just want those questions to be intentional. So even if you're posting it for social media, it should have an intention behind it and not just to get click throughs or likes. It should have an intention. I believe so, because at the end of the day, what are you trying to do with those click throughs and likes? Mm. You're trying to get them to something, right? You're trying to get them to a conversation. You're trying to get them to a one-on-one call. I mean, if you're using it for business, that's, you know, you're trying to get speaking gigs. You want all of that traffic to be driven to something that you can actually collect an email and build your list from. And if that's not what you're using the questions for, I question that. What are some of the challenges that you see as an individual who's, you know, you call yourself the quiz queen. What are some of the challenges that you see out there. I mean, there are a lot of forms that we can now use. We can use SurveyMonkey to just throw out a survey. What are some of the things though that are red flagging you that you want to help people avoid the trap, so to speak? The phrase that you just used. So two things, SurveyMonkey, don't do it. Second thing is, <laughs> okay. you know, use SurveyMonkey to throw out a survey. Don't throw out anything. Again, if there's a reason to collect the information and there's a reason to engage in the conversation, you're going to have far better click-through rates. You're going to have far better responses because you proving that you are listening. So if you just throw out a question and never provide an answer, like throw out a poll and never tell people how you're using it, or you, you know, people fill out an assessment and never hear from you again, don't know why they did it. Or you have a quiz and, you know, they get all excited to learn more from you and you don't have your email sequence set up. It's just frustrating and it doesn't set you up as the expert. So making sure that you're not throwing something together and making sure that, you know, it's a conversation. It makes sense. You wouldn't ask somebody about, you know, what color is their shirt? What's their dog's name? And what did they have for breakfast? And then try to sell them a financial plan that doesn't go together. So the consumer journey, the client journey, like you can do a lot in 60 seconds You can build your know, like, and trust factor. You can answer some questions that they have. You can build up a rapport that might take four to six weeks in an email nurture sequence because that's only one way. And you can do it all, but you can't do it by asking a bunch of random questions. It has to make sense and link together. So there's two things. That's one is just throwing a bunch of questions together and seeing what sticks. And the other one is trying to mash seven questions into one question. So, you know, oh, I get to ask a question. And then you ask a question that has, you know, kind of like when you paint your house or you paint your car or, you know, you fill up with gas or you make dinner. Like it's too much information. Like any information that you get is garbage because you don't even know what's being answered. So, you know, making sure that you have one thought, one question per question, so that people can actually focus on answering it. You want to make it easy for your audience to give you the feedback that you're looking for. So stop making it hard on them. Make it as easy as possible. It's one question per question. And it's also, you know, really being in tune with your target audience. Mm -hmm. What's keeping them up at night? That's what you should be asking about. And that's what you should be trying to solve because that's the only people you really want to talk to. You don't want to talk to everybody in the stadium. You want to talk to the hundred people that are your people in the stadium. I don't know about you, Carl, but I've tried Mm -hmm. to find, like I've tried to go in the stadium and look through 10,000 people to find the 100 and it's painful. You know, you just spend a lot 
lot of time with non-qualified leads. So let's change the situation and only attract the people that are looking to answer the question that you're best suited to answer because you have an offer. Yeah, standing in front of 10,000 people, I just go facepalm, where do I start? Like, mm. <laughs> where do I start to try and find those needles in the haystack, yeah. so to speak? So this is phenomenal information. I did want to ask you something very specific about the speaking world or the event planning world, because I know this is something that I've done having hosted events of my own when I was doing speaker training, looking at hosting events actually as a podcast strategist as well. One of the things that tends to come after an event is the questionnaire, the what did you think survey. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you said earlier was, you know, what's the follow through? So in that situation, is there a follow through to the people who have participated in the survey or is it more of a for next time? Should it be known that you'll notice a difference because we actually read your survey answers? Yeah. So a survey by definition, a survey is one sided. Mm-hmm. Like you're the business, you are collecting the information and people sure. are offering it to you as part of their goodwill. That's okay. You don't have to really kind of follow up. That's what a lot of the Fortune 100 do. They pay incentives or they get you to do their surveys because they're just collecting information. And that's fine with the customer satisfaction survey. Like the expectation isn't there, but something like lead generation where mm-hmm. you put out like, What's stopping you from going from six figures to seven figures? Or what is your perfect stage size? Or what color is your microphone? You know, a stadium speaker, or maybe I'm a Zoom speaker. Like, I don't know. I'd like to understand this better. And that implies that you're going to give an answer. Like at the end of this, if they don't get an answer to their question, they're just going to be mad. So (laughs) they want an answer. So you can give them a couple of tidbits and freebies and insights And then the cherry on top is to invite them to the next step. So that's where you invite them to the one-on-one call, the webinar, the masterclass, the Mm. podcast, the speaking opportunity, whatever that looks like. Sure. But what you're really Uh, doing is qualifying them and they're qualifying you. What are some of the things that I should be aware of or that I should keep in mind as I'm framing those questions? What are some of the things that... I should make sure that I'm either qualifying or disqualifying. I think at the end is the intention, right? So what's the offer at the end? So if the offer is, you know, get booked on my podcast, how much do you want to make it? I just need to collect information from Mm -hmm. you so that we can, you know, get this done. Because a form is a form and it feels like a form and it feels like, you know, okay, I just got to do this contract to get on this. It's not a, oh, I wonder if I'm good for this show. Or like, I wonder if I'm a good fit, you know, for the show. And then going through a bunch of questions that are like, if I were a song, what song would I be? Or if if I were a radio host, what radio host would I most like be? Or what's my talk show host persona? I can tell you a little bit about people. If you wanted to, you can make it a little bit more interactive that way to get people to sign up. But if you do need to collect certain information, then a form Mm. is fine. But then it's a survey. It's an intake of information, which people are fine with. That's the context that you've set. When I was in college, it was a question that the professor would ask potential candidates to be students in the program. And he used this as a disqualifier always because some people would not know how to answer this question. And a few others like this. What animal would you be and why? Mm-hmm. It was one of those questions. He had a reason for it, though. So to your point, he needed a reason yeah. to be able to say, because if you can't think of a creative answer, how suited are you for a creative industry 
such as radio or television broadcasting, you might not be yeah. the best fit. So he would use yeah. it as a, okay, great fit, or maybe not so much yeah. lower down on the list. Wanted to quickly ask you as well, and I know we're tight for time here. So I wanted to ask you, what are some of the things or some of the don'ts? We've talked about some of the do's, but what are some of the don'ts as people are getting ready to put together their surveys or their questionnaires? What are some of the don'ts that people should be aware of? So don't make it a kitchen sink experiment. Yeah. You can't throw everything into a quiz. I mean, you know, goldfish have an attention span of eight seconds. Our attention span is seven seconds. You don't have a lot of time to stop the scroll. Everyone's on their smartphone. So just be aware that you're going to have to come up with something catchy. Don't make it so broad that you end up attracting every single person on the planet because then mm. you end up with the same problem. Really hone in on your target audience and what's keeping them up at night. That's the problem that you want to solve. That's the question that you want to ask and make sure that it's not a yes or no question. Like if they can just look at it and say, yep, or nope, and then move on, you haven't captured their, oh, I want to know that. Or, huh, I wonder what my leadership superpower is. Or, you know, what is my number one challenge to getting to that next level? You want it to be something that they kind of go, I'm losing sleep over that. I want to know that. You want people to think, but you don't want them to think that they're not suited. Or if they're not suited, you want them to know up front that they're not suited, right? Well, it's actually, if they're not suited, they won't want to know the answer to the question. So they'll move on. True. Yeah, it's a good point. So it's right. a self-selection right. issue. So it's like, I don't have a business. So going from six to seven figures isn't up to me. It's up to the company. I'm not going to answer this. That's great. You know, I love it when people don't do my quiz. It's fantastic. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, that's a good point. So are you suggesting that goldfish are going to take over the world because they have a better attention span than us? Is that <laughs> You know what? It's raining hard enough here that I think that they might survive better than us. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to get that in there because it's the second time in the last few days that I've heard that analogy. And I'm like, we got people wearing trouble if yeah. goldfish are taking over. You know, no know. wonder why it's raining so hard. It's got to get the goldfish ready, but no, seriously. Catherine, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Before I unleash you to the world to, you know, assess and help people with their questionnaires and their surveys, what would you like to pass along to the audience? Any giveaways or anything that you'd like to share with them? Any yeah. Well, if you'd like to see a quiz in action, you can go ahead and check mine out, which is quizformybiz.com. And at the back end of that quiz is a chance to get on a one-on-one -on -one call if that makes sense to you. So you can see a quiz in action and you can also connect with me if that makes sense for your business. And I have yet to meet a business that I cannot create a quiz for. So quizformybiz.com. Yep. We'll make sure that that link is in the show notes for people to check out. And if they go there, I'm also gathering that they'll be able to connect with you for any other information or if they want to start working with you to improve the questions that they're asking. That information's there as well. Yes, correct. Fantastic. Catherine O'Leary, it's been a fantastic discussion today. I'm glad we took this opportunity to chat. Before I let you go, though, the real before I let you go, one final thought. Don't guess. Ask the questions that you need in order to get the answers that will propel you forward. I love it. Catherine O'Leary, thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you, Carl. Have a great day. And remember, get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at CarlRichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking. Speaking. 